Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Pnimius, the down-to-earth Hasidus podcast. This week we're going to explore the Kabbalistic meaning of one of the most controversial stories of the Chumash of Bereshis. It's a fascinating one. Uh, that time where, where the Jew begins to be called the, the Chachmolog, you say in modern Hebrew, the Heverman who cheats everyone and takes advantage and is smarter and, and, and does like tricky things in business to get an advantage and blah, blah, blah. That's where we got our, uh, you could say, negative fame. When Yaakov tricks Esau, following the advice of his mother Rivka, to get the broches, it's one of the most controversial parts of the Torah. Actually, the reason why Yaakov's name is later changed to Israel explains Rashi, because Yaakov means Akev, it's like the, the back of the ankle, which is like coming from the back, like cheating, deceiving, etc. Um, on the other hand, Israel is Miloshoin Sar, means a minister, somebody who has authority, somebody who deserves the Gdula, somebody who deserves the Gdula and the importance that he has. The difference between Yaakov and Israel is that Yaakov fights and sometimes in a seemingly unfair way to get an advantage, while Israel deserves all of the bracha and all of the gdula and all of the greatness, and he's a tsar, a minister, the one who rules, the one who, who the bracha belongs to him. And yet, after we call him Israel in Torah, he's still called Yaakov, as opposed to Abraham. After he's called Abraham, we never go back to call him Abraham in Torah. And by Yaakov, after he's called Israel, he's called Yaakov again. From this derives the Rebbe Rashab. Oh, and by the way, this idea is from a mimer of the Rebbe Rashab, Paul of Shalom Tovresh Samaches. It's a mimer on Yutes Kislev, which fell that year um, on, on this, regarding uh, close to these parshas. And the idea is that some of this deceiving has an Indian alpitoida. Some of this has to stay. Like, you should go beyond that level and become Israel. But even after you become Israel, there is some nekuda in the Jacobination, you like the word? Uh, the, the, uh, the Jacob attitude of a Jew, and the Mimer will explain the whole thing in Avoida Soodom, um, in Avoida Soodom, in the way we live our lives. Now, the million dollar question to begin with, is why did Itzchok want to bless Davka Esau? Itzchok loved Esau. Rivka felt more connected to Yaakov. But Itzchok had something very strong with his son Esau. Now the question is, was Itzchok blind? Yes. Well, the answer is yes. <laughs> but like you say in, in, in Aramaic, Tarte Mashma, it has double, a double meaning, a double meaning. It wasn't just blind Begashmius, it was kind of blind Beruchnius. And we'll see what Itzchok was thinking and why he was wrong. Now also what was Rivka thinking in, in, the, in her decision to make Yaakov cheat and why she was right. And this is one of the deepest spiritual discussions that apply, that apply even to nowadays. Um, and... I actually can't make up my mind who do I agree more with. Because I agree 100% with Rivka and I agree 100% with Itzchok. That's why um, well, I, 
they're both right, right. But but we're gonna see we're gonna see now we're gonna see now um, in what sense. So we know that what Itzchok was looking at, what Itzchok was looking at was the spiritual potential of Esau, said in spiritual words, like in Kabbalistic terms. Itzchok saw very deep, marvelous, and high nitzutzes of elokus, sparks of godliness, inside of Esau. Esau was full of godliness. It was a diamond, not a diamond. It was a whole entire diamond, uh, whatever, like gold mine in the rough, but in a lot of rough. <laughs> so it was a big, big gold mine in a very, very deep, hard to mine uh, field. And that was a discussion between Itzchok and Rivka. Itzchok says, I'm gonna go for the whole, and I'm betting the whole thing on this kid, because he, oh boy, he's got the potential. And once I manage to exploit his potential and to channel it correctly, he's gonna be like the one that actually carries the covenant, the one that gets the brachas from Hashem, and the one that brings the world to the completion of Moshiach. Rivka goes like this, looks at Itzchok, goes like, Itzchok, come on, put your feet on the ground. I mean, this is called the down to earth, Hasidus podcast. <laughs> put your feet on the ground, says Rivka. We have to bet on reality, not on potential. Yaakov is the tzaddik, can't you tell? He's the one who cares about spiritual values. He's the one who's going to know how to do this. You're going to give the brochas to Esau. He's going to take advantage and use it wrong. And Itzchok is like, no, you know why? And here's the Kabbalistic explanation. Listen to this, this is amazing. You know why? Because there is a ninja, and I'll see this, that when you bring a big light close to a small spark, the small spark feels attracted, as in some type of spiritual magnetism, and it gets pulled towards the big light, and that makes the small light um, be brought out, like to, like, escape, be, uh, escape its cage, or be redeemed from its enclosure, and become, and become connected to the source, to the big light. The example that the Rebbe Lashab brings there is the, um, a big light, like a small spark with a huge torch, like you make a big fire, bonfire, bonfire, like, like Boimer type of fire, and then there is a little spark right there, and you see all the sparks like jumping as if in a like like in a circle, trying to like make an effort to come back to the big fire. Always, when you bring a big light to a small light, in the lotion of Chsides, Ho'abuko, like a big torch close to a spark, the spark will feel um, pulled and will be pulled in, in practical terms, in reality, towards a big fire. Actually, that example is used for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Why do Jews come to Shul and Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, even those who don't come to Shul the whole year? Because they have a little spark in their neshama, and there is a big register being revealed, the Melech, Malche Amlochim, being revealed during these 10 days, and they just feel a pool. They can't even explain it. Like, do you like davening? No. Do you fast in Yom Kippur? No. Do you even believe in God? I'm not even sure. And why do you come to Shul? What do you mean? Because it's Yom Kippur. That thing that happens to a Jew is called Nechsides, the Nitzutz being attracted to the source. The other example that the Rebbe brings, this one, it's interesting because the Mimer is based on a Mimer in Toyota Oir of the Rebbe. 
But the Rebbe Rasha brings only example one and not example two. Interesting why. The second example, the other example that the Rebbe brings is um, evaporation. Why the drops of uh, uh, dew become evaporated when the sun comes out? As soon as the big light of the sun comes out, the water feels attracted to fly upwards. Like that, the Rebbe explains evaporation, not as in like you heat it and then it becomes a gas instead of being in liquid states. The author explains that, uh, you could say philosophically or spiritually, that, or even poetically, <laughs> that the, the, the drop of water feels attached, feels cold, pulled by the light of the sun, and as soon as the light comes out, the drop is like, let me go up, I need to fly up to the sun. That's what happens to Anishama, that's what happens to a little spark when the big light of Hashem is revealed. So, in other words, what Yitzchak is telling Rivka is, I'm going to give Esau a big bracha. What's a bracha? Bracha says Hasidus is Miloshin, comes from the word Hamshocho. Not the Loshin, from the, the meaning. Hamshocho means drawing down, bringing down godliness to the world. A bracha is a, bro, is a blessing from Hashem, expressed in health, money, whatever it is. Basically, a giloy, a nitzutz, an energy, a godly revelation from Hashem expressed in uh, physical or spiritual benefit for the person. That's a bracha. Now, Yitzchok says, I'm going to give him a huge bracha, mitala shomayim, from the dew of heaven. I'm going to give him the biggest thing. And when he gets such big light, when he gets such big light, his nitzutz, his potential will be brought out and he'll be able to carry the, the covenant in the right way. Why was it wrong then? It, it, it sounds like correct. The answer is, says the Reverend Ashab, that this idea could go wrong in two ways. Sometimes you give a big light to a clipper, okay, to a nitsuts that he, it's hidden inside of a clipper, but Bepoyel, you're giving it to a clipper because the, the surrounding power the authority at the moment is the clipper. So when you give a big gilu elokus to the clipper, even if that has a strong kedusha nitsus inside, pay attention to this, this is really strong. Two things could happen. Either the clipper absorbs the nitsus of the kedusha. Either the clipper absorbs the nitsus of the kedusha like a black hole, and then you lose the light. We have many examples in reality of this. Sometimes you try to be nice, like to the one that doesn't deserve it. You're nice, like like they say, if you're nice to someone who, who's bad, then you're being bad to someone who's nice. Like you're giving a lot of uh, whatever, put them, whatever it is, money, authority, to someone negative, hoping that that position will make him take responsibility, and yet, it doesn't happen. So all that money and all that power becomes absorbed by the clipper, and then now the clipper has more koyach. That's what happened, actually. That's what would happen with Aesop. And the second Kabbalistic dynamic, negative dynamic that could happen is that too much light for a clipper, the clipper doesn't know what to do with so much power, and it just like uh, uh, gets destroyed, like Shvidas Akeilim. Sometimes, it's not, pay attention to this. Sometimes it's not a favor. Sometimes it's not a favor to
to give a big blessing to someone who's not ready for it. You give a lot of money to a kid who has an addiction and then he's going to overdose. You give a lot of power to someone who doesn't have the koyach to deal with certain things, you might break him or empower his negativity. And that's what Rivka was saying. And now we can go back to why Rivka was saying, give it to Yaakov. Now, one more, one more point, one more nekudah. Yitzchok already had a bracha plan for, Yitzchok already had a planned bracha for Yaakov also. He wanted to give a gashmiusdik bracha to Esau. Well, at the end he gave it to Yaakov because he got cheated. So he, said, he says, The dew of heaven, the, the fat, the fatness, like the good produce of the land, basically farm, harvest, money, gashmius, enjoyment, land. And to Yaakov he had planned a spiritual bracha for him. Like Eretz Yisrael, descendants, children, like children is Ruch news because family values and like passing the covenant down to your children. Basically, it was giving Yaakov Ruch news, planning to give Yaakov Ruch news and Ace of Gashmius. Why? Because that's what befits them. Ace of cares about Gashmius so he can use Gashmius. Yaakov cares about Ruch news, he can use Ruch news. And even more, even more. Why would I bother Yaakov distracting him with Gashmius? Rivkale says Itzchok to his wife. Like, you want me to give the Gashmius bracha to Yaakov? Are you crazy? He's a bachar yeshiva, can't you tell? I'm going to put a business on top of his head. He's not going to be able to learn. That's why Benazai, one of the Chachomim in the Gemara, didn't want to get married. Because it's like family is too much of a re responsibility. If I want to dedicate my life to Torah, I'm not able. I can't. I can't deal with Torah and with family obligations. The Chachomim rebuked them strongly, and yet he stayed by his shita and he never got married because he learned Torah the whole day, the whole night. It's one case out of thousands of Chachomim. And the Gemara doesn't agree with it. But there is an Indian. So much so that, that the Reverend Ashab puts it into these words the one who wants to be Zoiche to kiss Roshel Torah, you want to be Zoiche to the crown of Torah, you need to actually dedicate. The Pirke always says, if you want to be zoiche to the crown of Torah, you need to eat bread with like, uh, how is the expression in English? Hard bread with a, uh, with a little bit of salt and, and like uh, measured water and sleeping on the floor. Why? Because Torah means suffering? No, because unless you're fully dedicated, if you have any other interest, you lose your concentration. You lose your ability to excel at what you're doing. Actually, that even works for Gashmius. That even works for Gashmius. Like, right now it's like the World Cup, for example, and you know the, uh, the players are not, whatever, the biggest tzaddikim, right? <laughs> so they have clear rules, and of course they follow them because when you get a paycheck of a couple million dollars, you follow the rules, right? So, like, they can't party, they can't drink, they're not allowed to eat a pizza. Like, if they catch them, there was some story, I don't know, when I was young, and some player doing whatever went to a party or had a drink or ate pizza, I don't remember what it was, one of the Averis, so to speak, and he got kicked out from the team. You can't eat a pizza. You're playing a World Cup game. You're going to feel heavy. You're not going to, you know, like, have the best um, performance. If you're a professional player, you need to focus. And if you're a professional 
Jewish, Dino Betachtoinim, Tzadik, Tamid Chochem, Yaakov Ovinu, player, you need to focus on Ruchnius. That's why, says Yitzchok, I don't want to give him Gashmius. I want him to focus. Then, what, let's go back to Riv, Rivka. I love this discussion. Why, why then, yes, bless Yaakov with all the Gashmius? You know why? I'll tell you why, says Rivka. Because of the, uh, of the reason, like the explanation of what the Gemara says, there's a very interesting quote in the Gemara that if you don't understand it according to Chsiyas, according to Kabbalah, you might think it's like a little elitist, that's how you say, um, uh, whatever, like, it says, Talmid Chochem Osur Lechol Bosor. Ah, sorry, Amoritz. Amoritz Osur Lechol Bosor. If you're not a Talmid Chochem, if you're ignorant of Torah, you shouldn't eat meat. Wait, why? Makesher. <laughs> and the answer is, okay, so back in those days, eating meat was like a luxury. Okay, depends where sometimes, nowadays also. Um, eating meat is a luxury. And therefore, in order to be able to refine the Ruchnius from within the Gashmius, you need to have a lot of spiritual power. So here goes the, 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 main, the main concept. What is it? Why is it that we eat? Or why is it that Hashem made us with the nature that we need to eat? Or to use physical things, clothing, money, whatever, social gatherings and vacation and then use things and eat stuff. Why do we have to connect and use physical things? We know the explanation according to Chesidus is because each one of those things has a spark of Hashem inside, very high indeed, spark of Hashem, higher than your own Nishama type of spark of Hashem. And when you use it right, when you use it the Hashem Shomayim, when you open up the cage of the Gashmius costume that it has around, you rescue that spark, you connect it to your Neshama, like we said before, like what Yitzchak wanted to do with Esau, is what we do with every Gashmius thing that we use. And, and when you do that, you're elevating the sparks, by the way, that's a connection with the Dibur Amaschil Pol of Sholem Nafshi, like rescuing the spark Nafshi, like the soul of the things, and connecting them to their source, to Hashem. Now, who can do that? Davke, the one that's connected with Ruchnius. If you desire the Gashmius of it, if you're in need of the Gashmius of the thing, if you have a taiva to the physical expression of the, whatever it is, food, Gashmius, money, whatever, then most probably you won't be able to refine it. You won't be able to elevate it because you don't have any interest to elevate it. All you want is to jump into it and be absorbed by the clip of the thing. And that's why, says Rivka, I don't want to give the Gashmis brachas to Aesop because you're wasting a bracha. What is he going to do with it? Jump into the Gashmis and have his nitsut absorbed by the clip of, this, of the reality? Let's give it to Yaakov. He's not an Amor, it's a Tamid Chocham. He has Toiro. He has enough spiritual engine to carry the weight, the load of physical, of physicality, and you will be able to do it right. Adarabe, like the Rebbe says many times, and that's by the way the Rebbe Shita, like the whole reason why uh, gelt, why uh, uh, um, gold and silver was created, it is only for the Besamikdosh, for the Mishkon building. Ah, the fact that 99% of gold and silver is used around the world for other ta- stuff, fine, that's a consequence. Lechadchilash made it for Kedusha. And if it already exists, fine. The rest that's not needed for the Besamikdosh, let people enjoy, I don't mind. But the Kavono Elioino, Hashem's intention, 
is to use Gashmius for Ruchnius. Who can do that? The one that's connected to Ruchnius. And so here goes the big Chidush of the Mimer. And I'm going to close the idea with this, with this point. Who should use the Gashmius? Who should be into physicality, money, guilt, social position, um, um, food, whatever it is? Someone who's very spiritual or someone who's very materialistic? Like normally you would say materialistic equals material, spiritual equals spiritual. Comes Hasidus and says, uh-uh, you got it wrong. I mean, at least according to Rivka. <laughs> I mean, yeah. At least according to Rivka. And that's how it was. We are actually the children of Yaakov, not the children of Esau. We're Bnei Yisrael, not Bnei Yisrael. But why? Because Davke, the one that's a mo- You know, people have... Like, should I translate it into practical terms? People are like, no, I don't do those things because I'm very chassidish. You're kidding me? You, you got chassidish wrong. <laughs> Davke, if you're chassidish, you are the one who's supposed to do those things, not the other people. The one who's chassidish is the one that has to be down to earth. The one who has... The one who has the ability to be up to heaven is the one that has to take responsibility to go down to earth and connect them both, becoming a bridge between Gashmus and Ruchnius, and that's literally the meaning of Dira Betachtoinim. As opposed to if you're not refined, you should be careful. Because you don't know if you're going to be able to use it right or wrong. And that's why Xias always quotes that story with Rabbi Nachman of the Gemara, that they ask him a question about some halacha and he couldn't answer at like one afternoon, one evening, and he's like, I-, I don't know right now, I have to think. And then the next morning he's like, I got the whole explanation. And he explains the whole thing. And they're like, wait, what happened? Like you dream with the you had a dream with the with the explanation? He's like, no, very simple. I ate good meat. I had a good steak. What does that mean? That if you have Toyota learning, Ruch news meaning, a focus, a north like an ideology, then the Gashmius becomes a means to an end, and that's the best way to use Gashmius. Actually, that's the only correct way to use Gashmius. And that, says the Rebbe Shav, is called cheating. That's why Yaakov cheated. We're not cheaters. We're spiritual cheaters, which is so much better and higher. And I'll explain. What is to cheat? To, to deceive means to make you believe I have a certain... Like, I become your friend. Hey, let's be friends. You're cool, whatever. And in truth, in deep inside, I'm thinking, yeah, because he's rich, so I'm going to get some benefits. He's recognizing society or whatever. So I tell him that I like him, but in truth, I like the benefit that I get from him. That's deceiving. Having a second intention that you're not revealing. That's what we do with Gashmius. I fully use Gashmius. Fully. Why? Not because it is what interests me. It's not the end. I use it, I cheat on the Gashmius, and I use it as a means to an end, which is to get the spark of Elokus from within it, to connect with the Eivishter, to do a better Shlichus. If you're really into Shlichus, you know how much you can do with a lot of money? If you're really into Ruchnius, you can save all the poor Eden with a lot of resources. If you're a growing young, you're going to go and spend it in stupid tithes and probably hurt yourself, etc., etc. But if you're really Ruchni, then you're going to use it for right. But then the Gashmius of the Veld says, hey, I feel cheated. I thought, I'm what you like and your best interest. And we're like, uh-uh, sorry. We are cheating on you. Because we do have another interest when we use you. We're actually using the Gashmius. 
using because we have a different interest. What's a different interest? To bring a stronger, bigger, higher Giluilokus to the world thanks to refining and using that Gashmius correctly. And that deceiving of the Gashmius is the tikkun of the deception, of the deceiving of the Nochosh to Chavo. In the beginning of the world, in Chet Tzadas, the Klippo stole that spark from us, the Kdusho. Yeah, I'm putting myself in there. Of course, we're eaten from us, the Kdusho. Like the Nochosh stole it from Chavo, from Odom, and the Klippo took the spark. And now we need to go into Klippo, into the world, use it, cheat on it, use it for Ruchnius, and then minus minus plus, like when you when you cheat on the cheater, you get it straight um, straighten you're straightening it up and that's the avoid of a eat in the world. That's why Yaakov and every eat should get all the broches, begashmius and beruchnius and will be able to Bas Hashem do fulfill the dear of and bring Moshe Thank you very much. Have a great week.